Welcome to Femme Faison podcast number four. This is your host, Mia Davis. And Lisa. And we have a guest tonight. Our, our guest. first guest. Give her a round of applause. Jessica White. Welcome. Hello. We are going to, well, we're, we're going to talk about why she's on the podcast a little bit later, but she's going to add to um, the rest of our topics as well. Um, so tonight our first uh, topic is crafts. Okay. We got very crafty. Well, you, you this, this past month. <laughs> well, you did. Well, you did too. <laughs> I folded some paper, Mia. <laughs> Let's be real. Paper folding. Paper folding. Man, you got you're a good paper folder too. I'm pretty good at it. Uh, I worked on Gunpla or Gundam. Um, Gunpla is short for Gundam Plastic Model. Um, I built Bear Guy F which is a bear guy family, including mama guy and baby guy. And they're, they're basically, ro- they look like robotic ten- teddy bears. I don't watch Gundam. I don't know what they do on the show or on the series. But they are cute and adorable, and I saw them in a box, and I know that I like to craft and work with my hands, and I thought, I'm going to cover that shit in black paint. And put glitter on it. And pink paint. And pink paint. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I started going with a pastel punk look. It's not quite done yet, but I put pictures of it on um, Instagram and Facebook. So you can see those. It's got glitter boots. Glitter boots. That's how I began. <laughs> you knew that was going to happen. I didn't quite know what I how I was going to design my Gunpla, but I know when I pick an outfit... For going out, I start with the shoes and then put the outfit together. So then I decided that's what I'm going to do that with Mama Guy. Yeah, it looks, I, I don't know, I'm pretty happy with it. It's adorable. It's adorable. Very cool. Thank you. I don't know what I'm going to do with it. It drew quite a lot of attention because I would work on it at my desk at work. Um, surrounded by people that, you know, are not in... A geek world at all. Hmm. So they would just pass by me and go, Whoa, what are you working on over here? So that was interesting. I got to introduce them to some some Gundam stuff. It's cute. Really, really cute. But what are we going to do with it once it's... We're just going to... I'm thinking about... uh, and, And this is still just a conceptual stage here of of the final placement <laughs> for bear guy but i'm thinking of putting him on my um my bureau that has my wigs okay cuz that's just got a bunch of weird shit anyway mm-hmm. i like it i don't know though I it's not going one. in the playroom no honey badger can't have it well you get to display it and buy another one <gasps> we'll have a collection oh. soon enough oh my goodness um and now I'll know what to do because I used the wrong paint at first and I did not like how that came out at all. Hmm. What kind of paint did you use? I used the modeling paint that's specifically designed for those at the uh at the game store. And I put it on, I was like, Oh, this has zero dry time. I can't I can't work that way. Ah, okay. So I but it is an acrylic based paint, so I got my basics Liquitex acrylic colors. And use those instead. It takes four coats. If anybody wants to know, it takes four coats of 
basic Liquitex acrylic color. How'd you get the glitter to stick on the shoe? I, I applied paint, and while it was still wet, I shook on the okay. glitter out of a shaker bottle. Okay. It's awesome. And then, you, Lisa, what did you I folded some your... paper. Mm -hmm, paper folding. Do <laughs> you want to describe a little I mean, bit more in detail? Uh, it was um, it was my little bookmarks, which I had talked about before. Um, I got out my paper and looked up the tutorial, tutorial online. Um, and I made several bookmarks uh, for my buddies and gave them out. And I have one. Oh, um, well, she made several. Yeah. Did she bring any with, for I us, didn't, Jessica? I, know, I forgot today on my way to work. I was late. Yeah, but you guys both have a, a bookmark, <laughs> an origami bookmark. I didn't okay. actually make them Pokemon-ish because my paper is all oriental looking. So they ended up just being um, pretty paper. Um, but I did figure out on the paper like that was plain color, on the inside was white. And so when I folded it, the way it came out, you could see the white on the inside. So what I ended up doing is um, doubling the paper up so that you could it would be pretty on both both sides. But that so, probably added a thickness. It was a little bit thick, yeah. 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 Was but it I think they'll stand difficult? up a little bit better. Uh -huh. But yeah, it was more difficult to make the creases, um, you know, really straight and... and Stiff? Word? Stiff, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like, I think they're beautiful. Yeah, I like that cool. you used Asian paper. I don't think they needed to be Pokemon. They didn't And by the way, monsters. I mean, who's, is anybody playing Pokemon Go anymore? Not really. That phased out real quick, yeah. as I expected it would. Yeah. My daughter still wants to play it, and I'm just like, here's the phone. Go catch all the Rattatas. I don't even care. I did catch a Rapid Dash today. Oh. I'm not going to lie. That's the flaming pony. I was kind of stoked about it. But I just, it's a very passive thing for me now. I just have it on in the car. And I might throw a ball at something every once in a while. <laughs> and that's about it. So. Do you play Pokemon Go or did you? I don't, no. Um, my partner did for a little while, but all I did was complain about it. Yeah. Or, or get me to pull the car over while we were driving. <laughs> that was it. Stop the car! He doesn't do that anymore, so I, I guess he's not playing anymore either. Okay. Yeah, I'm not. I, that. <laughs> but the Oriental, that's going to, that's yeah. classic. Yeah. It was so easy, too. It's like four folds. Really, really easy. Well, we got a lot of likes on that on uh, Instagram. Oh, did we? Yeah. Sweet. I'm going um, to try to get more involved on the origami. <laughs> so it's not just a square. I'm going to try to start making frogs and cranes. and. All right. Can you make a honey badger? Oh. <laughs> Probably not at this skill level, Mia. I think four folds is enough. To get you from novice to pro, um, okay. and then you can make me a honey badger. Jeez! Like, like, <laughs> <laughs> I need it for Thanksgiving. Okay, that's well, your. Uh... All right, I'll see what I can do. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and Jessica, I don't want to put you on the spot, but I am. So <laughs> you're working on heat molding foam. I am. And why are you doing that? Um, well, I. My partner and I, we used to watch Face Off when it was on TV, and so we watched it for several seasons, and all of a sudden, and, and you know, if you don't know what Face Off is, it's a show where they do makeup and costuming as a competition show, and all of a sudden they started talking about foam, uh -huh. and they started making amazing costume pieces out of foam, and we're like, you know, what is this foam? We have to find this foam, and we actually checked a local home, you know, building supply store and couldn't find it, and it just kind of went on the back burner. 
And then I was looking online and another kind of geeky craft blog that I follow um, posted a feature about doing bracers out of those regular sheets of fun foam that you find at Michael's or, you know, any of the craft stores. And that you could actually shape it with a heat gun and it would hold its shape. So I was really anxious to try it. And uh, with Halloween coming up, my son, who's seven, um, sometimes he is into things that, you know, you can't find on the shelf at the Mm. costume store. In this case, we had already had the plan for his costume when, you know, they they ended up coming out with a release. But it's still one of those cheap jumpsuits Mm. and a plastic mask. So I had the idea to do a heat form foam mask for him. And it's going to be... I think three different pieces, so it'll actually have a you know a hinge jaw. And I started doing it a couple days ago. I bought all the supplies. Um, my partner brought home a heat gun from work because he's a mechanic, and it actually is working out pretty good. It's really neat. Um, once you apply heat to the foam, it takes on almost like a plastic consistency. It sort of seals up those foamy pores that are on the top. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you do have to work fast with it. So uh, it cools down pretty quick. Do you paint it before you heat it, or you paint it after? You could paint it after. Okay. Um, that foam comes in so many different colors, and I happen to find the exact shade that was going to match the fabric outfit that I got for him, so I'm oh, not okay. going to paint it in, his, in this case. But there are people, if you go and start to Google, there are people who do absolutely amazing armor cosplay with sheets of foam from the craft store. Like an 80-cent sheet of foam, because... They're not expensive, and they come in right. different thicknesses and stuff. And, you know, they're, those same people have, you know, step-by-step tutorials that will show you how to paint it and get an armor finish on it. Hmm. I wonder, how hot does the heat gun have to be? Could you do it with, like, a blow dryer? Or I have, like, an embossing tool which blows hot air, but I don't know how hot it needs to get. Initially, I've heard that you can do it with a, a hair dryer, but mm-hmm. you're, it's not going to get as good of a result. Mm-hmm. I've also seen that you could kind of hold the sheet over an oven burner, or oh, that you oh. could put it in the oven. But like I said, it does it cools down really quick. Right. So let's say you're doing something like I'm doing a face mask, so it's got a lot of curvy parts on it, cheeks and forehead and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I'll get a section of it shaped down, but what I learned pretty quickly is that if that section gets hit with the heat, it basically unravels. It comes undone. It'll hold its shape unless you apply that intense heat back to it again. It actually will move. You watch it move out of place. So um, a trick that I started doing was covering the finished parts of it with a towel while I was heating. And, you know, that took care of that. But, you know, so I don't know how, you know, that would work out when it came, you know, when it would come to putting it into an oven or anything like that. Okay. That's super cool. That is super cool. I'd seen people, I've been to conventions and stuff, and I've asked people, how did you make that? And they've told me foam. Mm-hmm. And that's, I didn't delve in any further yeah. into. I never knew it was heated up to get it to hold the shape. I just figured people were really crafty somehow that it was magic and beyond the roof. Right. But they rolled the <laughs> yeah. and magic. Cool. Not and I guess the more common stuff to use for actual cosplay and armor is, um, like EVA foam or floor mat foam. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can do the stuff with what I'm using, which is the thinner craft foam, but I think a lot of, you know, a lot of the different, you know, features that I've seen on it, they use a thicker foam. And supposedly, <coughs> like, like, if you buy floor mat foam, it's cheaper. Hmm. Okay. It's really light, but I would think it would get hot, too, if you made, like, a full-on, like, Right. Thing, if like... you're wearing a mask, are you lining it with something that's going to absorb your sweat or, I don't know, keep your face cool? 
Right now, that part's up in the air. Okay. Um, I've seen where you could actually use Mod Podge and a layer of fabric to reinforce the shape of it if, if you're using the thinner foam. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking of doing that on the inside, but at the same time, I'm like, I'm going to subject my seven-year-old to walking around with a mask lined in felt on the inside. Oh, right. And how long is that going to last? I don't know. So yeah. I'll probably look into different types of fabric if that's what I decide to do that, you know, would be most comfortable for him. Mm. Yeah, yeah, comfort is important when you're cosplaying or trick or treating. Or trick or treating. I mean, that's how cool. that's yeah, how cosplay begins. That's cosplay, the gateway right? drugs. Yeah. <laughs> that's another, another benefit uh, benefit of the foam too is it's so lightweight that yeah. even if it's a little, you know, doesn't really have the airflow that you would want in a costume, you're taking so much weight off, you know, versus yeah. other material that you could walk around. For, from what I've heard, you could walk around in it all day, and hmm. it, it's pretty easy. Maybe not in Atlanta. September though. Well, that's what people. <laughs> would they would say at least it's not heavy. Right. Yeah. But, you know they're not having to carry, carry weight. Yeah. Yeah. But it looks heavy mm -hmm. with the paint techniques. All right. The next topic. Mm, stretch. This one. We're gonna do some yoga now. Yeah, we're gonna do <laughs> some local yoga. Um, local events is the next topic. I owned this area, man. Yeah, and I'm I totally slack, so I'm glad because I really have zero to, to like just input, just just feedback. Oh. That's it. I have like nothing. Autumn hit. This is my season. Me too. I have been out, not home very much. Um, so first on September 18th, I went to a Panthers game. My first Panthers game. They played the 49ers. Mm -hmm. um, I got really good seats and went with a couple of friends and my boyfriend and. Man, it was pretty awesome. Yeah. Yep. Um, I, I started to get sunburned, and I was like, we need to go. Because mm. it was also hot and sweaty, and I didn't think reapplying sunblock was going to do me much good. But it was really, really excellent. I'm glad we went. Have I don't guys... understand football at all, so <laughs> I would have zero. Like, I mean, the lines on the screen, they move. I don't think in reality I would have, I would have even less of an idea of what's occurring because, like, you know, there's like a yellow line and a white line, and right. you're supposed to get to this line. And then there's so. a green line that, if you watch on the screen, that they move yes. the green line Without as they're the watching lines, it. I really am like, like, no, not happening, not happening. So no, I'm not a football chick, but I'm also not a football fan. I went. Um, my boyfriend wanted to go with me. Yeah. You know, I went with him, and uh, he, we had two extra tickets, so I invited my friends that are really, really, really into the Panthers. Right. So I know that, okay, I don't really like football, but if I go with people that do, right, I'll have fun, you know, in that atmosphere. And although I liked watching the game, I was confused about what was going on and who yeah. was scoring and how they were scoring. Uh, but I Did got they a, lose? No, they won. Oh, okay. Uh, I so got a player. this year? <laughs> I, I don't know anything don't know. about it. <laughs> Last year they were like Super Bowl, and now they're like, people are like, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know either. But they've got a player named Luke Keekley. Mm -hmm. uh, Keekley? Keekley. Okay. Yeah. And I saw on the way in, I saw people wearing t-shirts that said hashtag Luke. Like, what is that about? So I looked him up, and he's got... He, like, stands up for fans and stuff like that, and he's got, I don't know, I don't know football stats, but I like that he is good to the community, hmm. and he has nice arms. He needs some tattoos, in my say, opinion. say, how's his face? Like, I mean... Oh, I have no idea. Oh, I mean, you know, he looks like a football player. 
That's a little stereotypical. It yeah. is. It is. <laughs> he's cute. He's cute. He's cute. <laughs> All right. I'm not. I'm not going to say he's any cuter than any other football player, but. They He's, all look the same? Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I, I, am, I am not going to body shame nor objectify. <laughs> all right, all right, whatever. <laughs> I'm saying he's a good citizen of our city. Okay. There we go. <laughs> and he has football stats. Um, then I went to Rock Sinister, which is, um, have you guys heard of that? Yeah, I wanted to go, but they were sold out. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Have you heard of this? Yeah. This was at Upstage. I went to it last year as well. Um, really good time. It's a belly dance, but the performers choreograph routines and music and and outfits that are more horror-inspired. Um, so there was, like, there was a routine to a remix of Vincent Price quotes, movie quotes, um, that was really cool. There were some, you know, some throwback to Michael Jackson and other uh, more conceptual, like they told the whole story throughout the dance. Mm -hmm. um, some vampires, some Silent Hill, stuff like that. And I, you know, I like alternative dance, so I was really, really looking forward to that. And it was awesome. You looked great. I did look great. Yeah. <laughs> I was even y'all posted that night. I was like, dang. Mm -hmm. I look good. Um, then I went to um, the Charlotte Film Festival. Oh, my gosh. You were busy, little bitch. Oh, I'm not even done. <laughs> so during the Charlotte Film Festival, I went to see Shortwave, which is a sci-fi movie. Bernie and Rebecca, which was a short film. Um, Fair which is actually a local film that was filmed right here in the Charlotte, uptown area, and uh, Karate Kill, which was filmed in Texas. That's a kung fu horror um, movie. Um, those were all really awesome and good picks by the Charlotte Film Festival. I recommend... I've got... I did another podcast with um, my roommate, Carol... And I posted that to our SoundCloud under Rogue Podcast. Um, so you can check that out. And or if you don't even want to listen to it, just go to the page and look at the websites to get information about how to see those films now that the film festival is over. Because mm -hmm. I recommend them all. Especially, I think you, Lisa, would like Fair and Bernie and Bernie Rebecca. Bernie and Rebecca sounded like something I'd probably like. I think you yeah. would really, really, really like Bernie and Rebecca. That was about a 20-minute um, short film. Yeah. And Jessica, you like horror, right? Yes, I do. Yeah, I would, I would say you're gonna like Karate Kill. Yeah. Karate Kill. Mm-hmm. So good! <laughs> you know, there's, in Kung Fu movies, a lot of, uh, Japanese actors do their own stunts. Mm -hmm. And this was pretty true to that. I could tell cool. it wasn't like somebody that had a bad wig on and mm -hmm. was shot from an angle that you know, somebody else. This this was the same guy, and it was awesome. And the story was great. I don't want to spoil what any of those no are spoilers. about. No spoilers. And then I went to another film festival. Jeez Louise. <laughs> making me feel bad here. Uh, this one was, it's called Wreak Havoc Horror Film Festival. 
Um, I, that was for two days, and I only went for two days, but I saw Getting Schooled, Knob Goblins, oh. and Peelers. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about Knob Goblins. <laughs> Did I say knob goblins or knob, knob gobblers? What did I say? Um, it's goblins, just in case. Knob goblins. <laughs> so getting schooled was they they heavily heavily uh, stole from the Breakfast Club mm. and put it put it's still in 1983 and they put like an old war veteran um, teacher with some problems. Mm. In there. Oh, is the guy that's doing the detention? Yeah. Oh, wow, okay. That's yeah. an interesting twist. So, he's, it's basically some cheesy 80s throwback uh, bad references. Bad Yeah, they were bad. Oh. They were so bad. Dang, that's disappointing. That's oh some my of my God. And the makeup was bad. And oh, so we're not recommending this one. I'm not it's recommending it. I'm not All right, recommending well, tell me more about that goblin stuff. Knob Goblins is um <laughs> that's another short film i'll see where you can check that one out lisa there's a guy who um had an older brother who had an accident or a younger brother maybe anyway his brother is not in the movie because he passed away years ago and so the brother that remains ha is afraid to go in the cellar because that's where his brother died and uh and you just kind of figure this guy has some issues. At least I did. I didn't know what knob goblin meant. <laughs> Is that naive? Did you say knob slopping? What would you what? <laughs> You don't know what that means? I, I did I did not I know what Who it means are now. You? <laughs> uh, I'm just a young and innocent oh, strong hmm. independent woman. Look at her nose. <laughs> no, um, so it was very clever at the end. Uh, it's revealed what a knob goblin is. Could I get the same results by googling knob goblin? No, they they so have a monster. This, this is a creature feature. Oh, okay. This is not. Um, I'm not gonna finish that. Song. All right. All right. <laughs> And and Peelers um, is a horror like zombie movie, um, a B movie. They they knew we've got B material here. We've got B actors. We're gonna go for it. Mm -hmm. And and they they succeeded pretty well. They had a lead actor who looks like maybe he's a porn star. Oh, but I don't know. But he's got that look. <laughs> He, what is this? This is the second generalization. <laughs> what, what, okay. okay, give me a quick rundown of the typical the, the porn star look. Okay. <laughs> he looks like Justin Bieber. Okay. <laughs> Help me out here, he's Jessica. Hair, give me he's, some. <laughs> he's hairless. He's got his hair done. Like every strand of his hair is done. His eyebrows are like. Sculpted, you know. How much porn um, have you watched with? Oh, very little. You know this. You know this. All right. So I'm moving that's, that's along. Okay. I'll take the abuse. 
There was no mustache, though? No, no, hairless, you know? This this is, I don't know, maybe I'm watching the wrong, oh, I'm definitely watching the wrong stuff, I know that. Yeah, it's like, which porn genre are we (laughs) talking about? (laughs) Where are we we at here? Oh, gosh, that's that's a future podcast. (laughs) Yeah, future podcast. You you ladies can tell me. Um, um, So that wraps up the local events. Um... This this month of October and November is starting to fill up, though, too, so next month I'm sure we'll have other good stuff to talk about. Yeah, I'll have something to do. I'll, I'll, I'll do something. I'll add something <laughs> next time. You go out? <laughs> yeah, I'll actually leave the house next month. <laughs> the weather has calmed down for you. Yeah, so. I love it. Um, so our next topic is women's health. Oh, well, um... I actually feel like more like I want to talk about, it's not really a health topic though, I don't know what you feel like, I was kind of thinking more about, I want to talk about this um, Donald Trump grabbing pussy thing. Uh, It's not a women's health, it's not health. It's an issue. It's an issue for For sure. For sure, yeah. So I kind of wanted to switch more and go that, that route for tonight and... We'll do boobs. Sorry, guys, that we're really like. Are we gonna hear about boobs? Are we gonna preempt the boobs topic? I feel like I I feel like it's a little bit more relevant right now. Yeah. And so I just kind of wanted to say my two bits on that. Um, Gross, (laughs) first of all, totally gross. Um, Like it's just not okay. Um, I don't think that men talk like that professional athletes don't talk like that in the locker room, so to call it locker room talk... It's it, a cop-out. Yeah, it's it's just... Um, but it is... It, it just perpetuates this whole thing, like it's okay. Like what we talked about, about cat-calling things, like that, yes. it's just okay. Well, it's not okay. It's it not okay. It makes us feel scared, it makes us feel nervous, self-conscious, it makes us feel... Bad, just bad. I think uh, I, I, I don't know which tangent to go off on first. There's so many. There's so this many. Is a huge topic. So first, I'm gonna say, when you think you have the right to grab a woman's pussy, you're basically sending the message that her body is not her body, that her body is your body, whenever you want it, and that's never okay. Mm. Secondly, um. I mean, I think I had boys try to grab my pussy in, like, junior high or grade school. I can't. And I would just give them, like, the karate chop, like, to the arm. Is get the fuck out of my way. to grab a pussy? Yeah. What are you trying to do? <laughs> well, yeah. What does that do for What you? are you... Gross. Gross. Shame on you. Yeah. And those boys did not indeed grab my pussy because self-defense. Yeah. Um, thirdly, I've got a, I've got a daughter. Yeah. And that, sh- let me tell you, I, I, she was playing in the backyard outside with the neighbor boy last week. And then she just stopped, they were chasing after each other. And she stopped and, and sat down and he's like, come on, keep, let, keep running. I want to chase you. I want to chase you. And she's like, no. And he starts nudging her shoulders. She's like, no, get off of me. He's like, come on, I want to chase you, I want to chase you. And he's doing that cute voice. And I took this opportunity to be like, no, when somebody says no, they're not okay with something, you have to stop. It's not cute Mm. to keep pursuing. Mm -hmm. And my daughter just looked at me like, yeah, 
<laughs> yeah, so she's not going to put up with that shit either. And she should not. Mm -mm. And then uh, another tangent. This is a presidential candidate. Dude. This would be disgusting if this was like my gym teacher in high school. Right. This is a presidential candidate. It's making a spectatorship out of our uh, government system, our legal system. It's uh, disgusting. It's gross. Yes. Totally gross. Jessica, any any additions? A lot. Of <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll try to keep them real then. Um, so, I mean, when I heard about it, can I say I was surprised? No. Part of me, of course. I mean, glad in a way that this is just another thing that's going to sink that ship. Hopefully, you know, you know, for these elections, not to get too political. But, yeah, to come out like that, and you're right, it being a presidential election, just to have, you know... This is supposed to be somebody you look up to, a role model. Um, right. And, and let me interrupt you. Why were you not surprised? It's just been, it feels like with with him, I don't really want to say his name, but it's just been <laughs> one of that guy. You <laughs> shall not be it's, named right. It's been one thing after another. It almost feels like it's just almost like he's trying to see how, how far can I push this. Right. Yeah. And it, it's just pretty crazy. But um, the other thing that's really got me is... I mean, for almost a year now, I mean, well, since it really started looking like he was going to get the nomination, I just kept on saying to myself, any woman that is going to support this guy just needs to have her head examined. Mm -hmm. I just don't understand. It's obvious he's got no respect for women. And this is eight months ago. Right. And now here we are. And again, yet another thing that's showing that he has absolute zero respect for women and what was it, a day or two later, did you see that meme that came out? The, the Compared it to the Fifty Shades of Grey? Oh, I did, right. and yeah, I don't that... even understand how that got there. Ugh. It is so far it's removed so from gross. what's going on yeah. that I don't pay attention to it. Yeah. I saw it, and I was like, oh, that's somebody that doesn't get the situation and keep on scrolling. Right. But just that there's, you know, there's women that are sharing this and I mean, no actual friends of mine, but of course I would see comments on it and they're calling other women hypocrites for getting offended by the words that he used and the actions that he's, you know, basically saying that he does and, you know, that they're hypocrites because they go out and they buy a book about right. consensual sex. Well, yeah, that's the thing that bothered me about it too. That meme in particular was like, I have never read the book um, <laughs> or books or anything, but I kind of have an idea that they involve uh, BDSM, a dominant submission type of power struggle between the two main characters. Well, that's hopefully consensual. Like I said, have, having not read it, I don't know if that's... It is. Okay. It is. She has to sign a waiver. She's given right. given a list, like a documented list right. of what he wants to do, mm -hmm. and she can check mark. and there was a scene... In the movie, uh, as well as the book, where, you know, she says, I'm not okay with this. I'm okay with this. I'm not okay with this. Right. Explain this further. Right. So, uh, um, and then, you know, there's another part where she's like, okay, I'm ready. Give it to me. You mm -hmm. know, she's, she's, she led that right. show. Right. Okay. So, I mean, then it is. And then, so that's not even the same thing as... Just a random dude thinking he can grab, touch, grope, talk to, chase me down the street. Like, it's just, you just can't, if it's, if I don't say it's okay, if I don't explicitly, explicitly say do this, yes, you can do this, then don't do it. I mean, I just feel like it's, I don't know. It's just gross. Gross, guys. So it's, this is three gross. out of three women saying no. 
Yeah. <laughs> Bad. Bad. Don't do it. Don't even think about doing don't it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Um, oh, okay. So the next is home oh. decor. Oh, this is the good one. Yes, this is the good one. Uh, I I didn't really. I'm in process of, of Halloweening my house. It looks so spooky. <laughs> Thank you. It really does. I love the mantle a lot already. Spooky is near and dear to my heart. Me too. Um, but Jessica... Hello, outdoing us. This is why Jessica is here tonight. So explain. Um, I actually I posted on Facebook some pictures, some home decor ideas of of um, Halloween decorations, and said, "Who's decorating for Halloween this weekend?" And Jessica piped up, and I said, "I want to see some pics." Yeah. As I did with a few other people, and she delivered. She showed me some pics, and I had to get her on the shelf. Gotta say, I love the Haunted Mansion, like, my most favorite, like, super cool idea, and I love it. So, tell us! Yes. <laughs> okay, so, the story behind the Haunted Mansion cabinet. <clears throat> I am a complete and total Diz geek. <laughs> and I used to live in Florida, I was an annual pass holder at one point in time, my record for going was like six times in one year. But now, you know, I don't go as much as I'd love, like to go. Um... So we go at least once a year, and my hands-down favorite attraction, Haunted Mansion, probably followed a close second by Tower of Terror, but um, Haunted Mansion, yeah. <laughs> favorite. And for all of these years that I've been going, there was never really any merchandise. There was a little sort of like gypsy cart outside of the attraction, and they had some stuff there, but it was always cheesy stuff. Um, keychains and, you know, pins and things that, you know, yeah, they're great, but, you know, I, I really, you know, the design of the attraction itself and the decoration that's inside of it is amazing. And it's what I think, you know, really kind of like bumps it up to being a lot of people's favorite. And, you know, there was nothing that they were selling that was representing that. Yeah. And, and what I love about that ride is that um, you know, Disney knows that you are going to be waiting in line for a long time. Mm -hmm. So for the Haunted Mansion, they're entertaining you while you're in line. Mm -hmm. You're going into, for those that haven't been there, you're going into the the foyer of the Haunted Mansion. And uh, you're going, Is are you going up or down? Um, well, depends. I think you're going down, If right? you're in Florida, yeah. you're not going anywhere. It's uh, Oh, really? It's fake. Yeah. It's, it's, it's giving an you the impression, yeah, it's an illusion that gives oh, you the impression shit. that you're moving. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. In California, it, it's an elevator, it does go down. Okay. I've and been to both. So then that's why, you know, when they did, when they opened it up in Florida, they copied the same effect. It's, it's a wonderful technique. Mm -hmm. Because um, as you're going down, the, the portraits on the wall, the frames are expanding yeah. to where mm -hmm. you're seeing the darkness underneath. And it's, yeah. it's done quite beautifully. That whole ride seems like it has this huge story to it anyway. It seems like a story to me. Like, I know it's not. Yeah, like there's a, a beginning. Yeah, We're yeah. going to take you through. I love, you love know. that ride. Did yeah. you see, real quick, this is so off topic. <laughs> this is the same, you know, it's on topic, but not. Did you see when they, I don't know if they did it in Florida. I grew up closer to Disneyland, so <laughs> that's where we went. But um, did you ever see it when they redid it with the Nightmare Before Christmas? No. 
Oh, you didn't? No, I'm also a huge Nightmare Before Christmas fan. Oh, okay. And they started doing that overhaul like oh, almost 20 years ago mm-hmm. in California, and it has only ever been in California. Oh, really? And it's, from what I can see, it's gotten better and better and better every year. Yeah, and it's, it's sort of like, cool. uh, it's like a pipe dream. Like, I would love to get there one oh, day to cool. see it. Oh, cool. I didn't know they did if they didn't do it in Florida. I mm-hmm. thought they did it at both of them. Okay. That's Maybe cool. somebody needs to send the Femme Faison tickets to go see California <laughs> at Halloween time. Yes. Let's go. Yeah, just one night. It's not a lot to ask. It was our hookups out there. Yeah. Right. But the thing about um, how you commented that it's almost like there's a story to it, mm-hmm. it's actually um, it's great that you picked that up because it, there's, it's like that so much that there are tons and tons of fans that have created a story for oh, it. Wow. They've created a myth. That's um, cool. And the other thing that's cool is that Disney recognizes that and so they've actually incorporated fans ideas into the attraction like I think years and years ago there just used to be a faceless bride character in the attic that had like a red beating heart and Mm -hmm, that's what mm -hmm, I remember mm -hmm. and people made this whole mythology about you know she talks now too yeah she has a face she talks and she actually if you go through that that scene in the ride Mm -hmm. which is like an attic it's got portraits Mm -hmm. and you can see her in all of her different you know portraits with husbands that she killed that's so cool I didn't know that. That's mm-hmm. awesome. So anyway, they, like I was saying, they didn't really have any good merchandise. And about four years ago, we were there in the fall on vacation, and I found something. And then the next trip, I found something else. And eventually, that little gypsy cart that I was talking about, they got rid of it, and they opened up a small shop on the corner right outside the attraction. And the shop is called Memento Mori. Mm-hmm. And the entire shop, I mean, it's, it's not huge, but the entire shop is all Haunted Mansion merchandise. Cool. And it's not just, like I was saying, T-shirts and hats and right. keychains, like your typical tourist trap merchandise. Mm-hmm. This is high-quality home decor type mm-hmm. merchandise. Um, they have china, they have candelabras, they have mm-hmm. picture frames, placemats, all sorts of stuff, um, mm-hmm. which just show that they really, they know their fans, mm-hmm. and they know what people had been, you know, craving the entire time. Mm-hmm. So anyway, we, like I said, we go every year, and my collection started to grow, and grow, <laughs> and grow. Did and you know what you were going to do with this stuff? Not initially. I just assumed I'd put up shelves and stick it on a shelf, and um, that wasn't happening. And I've got other things that I collect, so it was sort of like this conflicting, you know, mishmash of stuff Mm -hmm. that was starting to sprout in my living room. And about eight years ago, my sister-in-law told us, she's like, my neighbor has these curio cabinets. You know, I don't know how he got them. They were new, but they were damaged. Um, The one that we got, uh, the entire backing glass was busted. Mm -hmm. So we brought it home, and we cleaned out all the broken glass, and then... You know, we talked about what wonderful things we were going to do with it. We were going to display incredible geeky stuff in there. And then it sat in a corner. And it sat and it sat and it sat. And so I just came to a point where I had all of this Haunted Mansion stuff that was building up. And I was like, I really need something to do with this. And suddenly it occurred to me, that cabinet. Like, I could actually turn this cabinet into an entire Haunted Mansion cabinet. Mm. So um, I knew that... um, if you see the pictures, there's kind of, there's that wallpaper. It's like the purplish yeah, wallpaper yeah, with it. the faces on it. Mm-hmm. And it's in a portion of the attraction. And it's sort of like the pattern that it's known for. Mm-hmm. You could see it on anything and it's you instantly go Haunted mm-hmm. Mansion. So I just thought that would be 
the greatest thing to print out and put on the backing panels. Mm -hmm. And so that was the start of it, it was that idea. Mm -hmm. And so I, you know, I pulled down the cabinet, it had a walnut finish to it, I painted it over black, um, suffered the first uh, setback, which was as I was painting it. I don't know why, in, in retrospect, I really wish I would have taken out, taken out the front glass. But as I was painting it, I dropped the door. It was laying on its side. I dropped the door and the entire front glass panel busted. Oh, no. So, you know, I, I didn't let it get me down. I, you know, I checked with local glass stores and, you know, I, I found a pretty reasonable way to replace that. So then I continued on with it. But then it was doing those backing panels. That was the second thing that sidetracked me. And it really, it derailed me for a while. Um, I had... You can find plenty of resources online, and people have the square of that pattern of the wallpaper, and so I downloaded it, and I adjusted the colors to something that was going to suit this cabinet without being too dark, and printed it out on my home inkjet printer, and was going to mount it on the backing panels the way that I had mounted any artwork before, which was just using uh, rubber cement. So the first thing I did was try to cut the... Um, Cut the pages to match the pattern up, and having done it on the ink trap printer, the exacto, no matter how sharp it was, was was flaking off the pattern. Mm -hmm. You know, first problem. Then the rubber cement was just a mess, and it wasn't giving me the nice flat background that I was looking for. Mm -hmm. I got completely, you know, just disillusioned with it and put it to the side. Which sometimes it's the best thing. That's the best thing yeah. you can do. If mm -hmm. you're, you know, you're having trouble with the project that you're doing, you know, set it aside, come back to it later. I mean, I took a year and a half to come back to it. Might have gone too far the other way on that one. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I had done other things, mm -hmm. and in doing other projects, it kind of showed me what I could do to fix those problems that I was having. One of them being that instead of printing them at home, I sent the print job to a local office supply store and they printed it for me and you know they're printing it out on a laser printer so mm. it doesn't have that problem with the pattern getting destroyed as I'm trying to cut it and then um, just using Elmer's uh, spray glue to mount mm. the pages and it fixed everything and I started working on it again and immediately it started to come together and cool. you know yeah. so once that hurdle yeah once I jumped that hurdle um, I mean everything started to come together really well and even in the last year and a half I continued buying pieces and my partner probably thought I was absolutely out of my mind Where's still buying go? stuff <laughs> you know when only one cabinet <laughs> exactly um and uh, of course the whole time also thinking like I have to fill this cabinet up and now that I'm putting everything in it I'm like ooh, too much stuff <laughs> Yeah, I, I could see that stuff. would be my problem too. Yeah. I would collect so much stuff and then but which I often do with mm -hmm. my projects and then pare down. So, I mean, that's not a that's not a bad problem to have as long as you know that that's what you do and that you don't have to include everything, mm -hmm. then you're or you could change it out as your mood suits. Yeah. So you could be like, "Oh, I'm feeling the that's true. this today." It looks so good, though. I love it. It does look really good. It's on Instagram and Facebook. I posted those today as well. Um, and I haven't seen anybody put, like, miniatures or mm -mm. or redesigning a curio cabinet. It's a super cool like idea. Like that. the coolest idea. Yeah. It's awesome. What did you, like, on the shelves in the cabinet, what did you put on the bottom of the shelves? And is it square or triangle? I couldn't really it tell. It looks like, like it's a corner cabinet, corner right? Cabinet or it a... is a corner cabinet. Okay. And so then the shelves are triangular, mm -hmm. um, and they're just plain glass. Okay. Um, 
ultimately I'm going to get, you know, actually I got it already in the mail just yesterday. It's going to be um, like a spiderweb tablecloth, like lacy spiderweb tablecloth mm -hmm. that you'd put out for Halloween. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to cut it to fit those shelves. In the pictures, what you're seeing is the placemats from that store oh, in Disney okay. World. All right. Um, I initially wanted to use those and they're really, really great. But it has an overhead light on it, and blocking out the shelves like that, it just it, it right. you know, affects the lighting on everything yeah. underneath. So right. that's why the lace spider webs is going to be, I think, a lot super cool, better, nice. Love it. This makes me want to go to Disney World and buy a curio cabinet. <laughs> Disneyland is where you need to go. <laughs> Disneyland. Disney and then I want to go and like look at all my horror movie, my favorite horror movies, oh. and see what I can remake. I love fall. Yes, and Halloween. Can it mm. all be always be like this? Um, that would be so cool. We'll talk about seasons later. Maybe um, Trump can mansplain it to us. <laughs> <laughs> Which I saw. Um, uh, is there anything you want to talk about on this topic anymore? Before I go back topic? to yeah, um, just that. I mean, the, the, there are the pictures, and the pictures that you're showing is just a couple of the finished shelves. So the bottom half of the cabinet's not done yet. It's kind of up in the air what's actually going to go down there, um, oh. what elements from the mansion I'm going to put in. Um, I really want to do the seance room, but if, you know, other than the really cool head in a, in a um, crystal ball. What's her name? Madame Leota. Leo yeah, Leota. That's right. Yeah. So I'm, that's one thing that they don't sell. I'm going to have to make my own Madame Leota in a crystal ball. Oh, we should do that. Later on. All right. Up. We're going to start brainstorming. We're just going to invite ourselves over and make a <laughs> Madame Leota crystal ball and finish this project. So my goal is to have it done by Halloween. Okay. Yeah, I want to see it. I, definitely. I want to see it. Post it to Femme Faisant, please. Absolutely. Um, but... Going back to mansplaining. Mansplaining. And, and uh, Lisa. I got some mansplaining You had somebody on your page. Or was it somebody else's it was page? someone else's page, yeah. This <laughs> person. This is fine young gentleman. <laughs> told Lisa that she had democritis or something? Okay, well, so <laughs> what it was is my friend. That her uh, dumb brain yeah. <laughs> couldn't let her see the facts for what they were right so, oh homeboy, so offensive homeboys okay homeboy <laughs> my, <laughs> my one friend posted this um video of donald trump doing his wrong like eight mazillion times sniffling and so i kind of did a lol crackhead whatever because that's what everyone's saying even carrie fisher tweeted that he she's like i'm kind of an expert on crackheads he's definitely a crackhead <laughs> But anyway, so Homeboy's first thing was, um, if this is the best y'all can come up with, you're a bunch of morons. So my response, I said, well, yes, you're right, I'm a moron. Would you like to grab my pussy? <laughs> he said, no, you might have the democratitis. <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. <laughs> Brilliant comeback. Uh, so then I said, I can assure you my vagina has neither the democratitis nor the dreaded republicanosis virus. <laughs> yes. I know I know your political uh leanings are are neither. Neither, yeah. So, but then he's like, "Oh, that was a good one, Lisa." By the way, we all know in all seriousness Trump totally won the debate. Yeah, he did. Okay. He said that. Uh, all right, I give up. I give up. <laughs> I'm walking away from this one. But yeah, that was that happened. So, oh, goodness, goodness. There's been a lot of mansplaining going on. Hey, it's all over the planet. Oh, uh, yeah. It's on some, some podcasts I've been listening to, too. 
But uh, <sighs> let's make that another topic and another let's get into. Are we have more? Jeez, we've least. got the listener question. Oh, that's right. Um, after the listener question, we will park for the night. Park. Bid each the... other adieu. Yes. Go into the night. Fly <laughs> off as the bats that we are in the autumn air. Anyway, um, so our listener question is actually from somebody that I know personally. Her daughter is 12. And she doesn't want to trick-or-treat anymore. She says she's too old for that. But she does want to go to Halloween parties with her friends. And she wants to wear risque Halloween costumes. Um, Her mom doesn't want to put a heavy restriction on what her daughter wears. But she she does want to protect her daughter and teach her to have self-respect. And as she put it, to not put her flesh out there, which to me, means to not objectify herself. Right. So she wants our advice as to what she should do, about how she should handle the situation. Uh, I don't have kids, um, so I have not too strong an opinion on this, but I would say um, maybe try to talk to the kid about what ideas she has for what she would want to dress up as. Um, come up with a way to, like, you maybe sit down and even draw out, like, hey, what do you want to look, you know, what do you want this costume to look like? And then, you know, maybe make suggestions, um, well, how about, you know, try this instead, or, I mean, I'm not a parent, so this may, Mm -hmm. this may be totally off base, but I would ask the kid, like, really, what, what is it you want to, what do you want to look like that night? You know, you tell me, and then we can kind of work through it step by step and say, well, that might be a little cold, first of all. (laughs) Let's think about practical application <laughs> yeah, here. Yeah, let's just be practical. Yeah. You know, um, but I mean, I, I don't know if I, I don't know how I would really handle that. I'm sorry I don't have too much more than that other than I try to make it an active discussion where we could create something together that both expresses the person, the child's desires and who yeah. they want to be and also have some input from, you know, the older, more responsible hopefully party in the situation. So mm-hmm. that's kind of what I would do. Well, I like that this question is for the three of us. I mean, we, we are all women, but we have different perspectives. Uh, Lisa does not have any children. I have a young daughter, a four-year-old daughter, so not a 12-year-old daughter. And then Jessica has a son. Mm-hmm. So we are all kind of coming from a different place. Yep. Um, mine is... Is that, I mean, I understand that the mom world is very divided of either you don't let your daughters objectify themselves whatsoever because you you enforce this fear culture into us, into everything you wear, you know, very victim blaming too down the road. Right. Well, these are the same people grabbing people's pussies. So right. I mean. And these are the same people that when somebody is raped, they say, well, what was she wearing? Right, or exactly. she, she had it coming. So you've got, you've got that camp and then you've got a very opposite camp. That's like, well, this is the men's problem and they need to just keep their hormones in check and, um, you know, not, not a, put these restrictions on what women should wear. But we're not talking about women here. We're talking about a 12-year-old right. who's um, a, still a minor. Mm-hmm. Um, my opinion is that there should be a compromise in 
to what you said, mm-hmm. let's find out what she wants to wear. Mm-hmm. And if it's a short skirt, let's wear leggings underneath that. Right. If it's a low-cut top, let's put a cami under that. Mm-hmm. I mean, similar things that I would do when I'm dressing myself for work. Yeah. Um, so I don't think that she should completely guide what her daughter wears. Right. Nor should she have the freedom. Um, there's also that fear... At 12 years old, if the girl is going to take off the leggings mm-hmm. and the camisole when she gets to the party, she's going right. She's going to do that anyway. Right. You can only parent so much. Right. Um, there should be parental figures at the parties. Hopefully with 12-year-olds, 12 12 yeah. Year olds, yeah. It's not like they're going to keggers yet. Well, I was... <laughs> <laughs> I The first time... Oh, I hope my mom doesn't listen to this. The first time I got high was at a Halloween party. I, when I was 11. So, and I didn't know what I was doing. Oh. So, um, I now have that fear. You just ruined this kid's Halloween. She's not even going to get to go to the party now. <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> look how good I turned That's out. True. That's <laughs> I've true. I've got a podcast. That's true. Well, everybody, <laughs> anyone can have one, by the way. Oh, yeah. Everybody <laughs> can have one. You're right. Inside joke. Um, Jessica, what do you think about this? Um, Well, going back to the beginning, uh, I have to say that being a mom, I understand that, like, not wanting to let your baby go. You know, I'm sure she still wants to go walk around the neighborhood with her daughter trick-or-treating. She did, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's probably pretty emotional. (laughs) Oh, no. She did. (laughs) So I know it's hard, um, and I I dread the day that we get to that. Um, But I think... You know, if the daughter who's only 12 years old is the one who's actually saying enough, because honestly, when I was 12, I still wanted to go trick-or-treating, but I remember that the overall attitude was, (laughs) you're too old for that. You're 12 now, (laughs) and you you have to grow up, and you can't do that. You stay home and hand out candy candy, to the kids. And also at 12, um, I was thinking about this the other day, I remember that my costume was a a run-over car victim. Oh, so we so. had a morbid sense of humor, and we weren't trying to go out as Little Red Riding Hood yeah, or anything. Yeah. Like was, that it a, was it a slutty? A slutty? Uh, <laughs> Nowadays, I guess How it would be. make a slutty car wreck? You know, I had a, um, I had a T-shirt that my dad actually painted a tire and ran the tire over the T-shirt to print it. I guess nowadays it would be the tire mark over the midrift. Oh right, um, the bare midrift. Uh, but yeah, I mean that's that that's where my mind was. <laughs> Was I the only one that was thinking that? <laughs> yeah. <I didn't. laughs> Bloody car wreck victim. <laughs> but what I like is that the mom isn't, you know, she's open to the idea that, you know, I, I don't want to impose really strict a really strict dress code on her. Right. I want to be open about this. And I agree with you, Mia, that, you know, talking with her and trying to compromise, you know, I think she'll probably have a better result with her daughter than just taking that firm, like, you're absolutely not going to wear this, no daughter of mine, kind of an attitude. And then on the other hand, um, as the mom, I would definitely find out where the party's going to be, who the parents are involved, and talk to them. And even if necessary, talk to them behind the scenes. That way yeah, all, you know, all the other friends in school don't know your mom went and you know, talk to so-and-so's mom about the party and, you know, so, you know, she could do all of that. Um, I'm not saying that not embarrassing her daughter is the most important thing out there. You know, I know she's concerned about her and she wants her to be safe, but, you know, it actually sounds like the mother's very conscientious of this thing, which Mm -hmm. I I support, so. That's a good point, too. You're a good mom. You're a good mom. All right. 
Anything else, ladies? Let's talk about what we're going to, like, give some foreshadowing for next episode. Well, we don't know what Donald Trump is bound to say between now and next episode. But so. by the next episode, there's <laughs> probably going to be the election. Oh, yeah, that's right? true. Yeah, because that's... Did you hear today he told people to go vote on November 28th? No, I didn't hear that. It was this. 20 days after the election. Like, what the hell are you doing, dude? <laughs> that's what he's doing, Lisa. That's uh, what he's yeah, doing. Yeah, so uh, we'll be working on all kinds of stuff between now and then. Gosh, what do you, I mean, I'm going to try to get into something this month. We gotta do something. We're gonna figure some crafts out, like maybe jack o' lanterns. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I'll get some info from Jessica about the finishing of the costume. Mm-hmm. Um, the wedding that I'm gonna be in will be over, so I can talk about that a little bit. The as far as local events go, I don't know. Renaissance festival. Renaissance festival, yes. Yeah. Um, maybe we're, we'll find something to do, I'm like a party to go to. I love scarecrows. Haunts. I want to go to like a haunted uh-huh. house. Yep. Um. We'll have a very spooky episode next Ooh. time. Ooh. Maybe we'll get some music going. Ooh. Like no. that? No. no, don't do that. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> Whatever, jerks. <laughs> um. Oh, the boobs. Are we going to talk yeah, about the boobs eventually? Yeah, we will talk about the boobs. And mansplaining. Mansplaining. Um, and any other questions or comments yeah, from our ask listeners, me. ask us on Instagram. That's where I'm, I see most of our comments are actually mm-hmm. coming in um, on Instagram. Or come up and say hi to me or um, Facebook us. Facebook us. Or, or put a comment on the SoundCloud. Now we're on Google Play. We're the best. iTunes. Stitcher. Oh my gosh. And TuneIn is awaiting approval. Wow. So we're getting a lot more exposure. I think we're big time now. <laughs> We've got over 100 listens now. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> Woo! I'm going to drink to that. Your water. Mm. <laughs> Mm, Love very... you guys, listeners, and special thanks to our guest Jessica for coming out. Yes, thank you very much. Thank doing you for having fun me. times with us, and and we'll have her on again. Yeah, she we'll doesn't know that yet. We're, the... we're gonna invite ourselves over to her house. Yeah, we're, we're keeping up with this haunted mansion. Madame stuff. Leota is Madame happening. Leota. We're just gonna knock on her door. We're Let's here. not plan it. We're here. Okay, those guns are weird. Okay. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Thank you for listening. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Bye.